Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. If you're counting, we are on episode 117 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and we're glad to have you along on this 117th episode as we uh, discuss some great things today. And as you listen to the podcast, just take a few minutes, invite somebody to listen on your social media platforms, whatever that is, and they're always changing. So And they go down. Yeah, Facebook, we had issues with yesterday, and and the gram, that was what got everybody. When the gram went down, that messed everybody up big time, so... Mm. Uh, anyway, did you ever see what the cause was? Why they crashed? They said some DNS, uh, uh, whatever that means. Me. No, yeah. it's just some kind of language like thing. Like a server thing went down somewhere. Some DNS server language was improper. That's what they said. Who knows what it was? Well, I know Facebook stock went down. It wasn't a good day. Yeah, it was not a good day. Yeah. It was a terrible day. But anyway, now that we're back on, make sure that you get that uh, taken care of by inviting people to come to um, Connecting Faith to Life. All right. Well, um, you know, there's uh, a lot of people that would like to know more about why we sing so much on Sunday mornings. Um, I I think that uh, I like singing. Let me just give you a little bit of background. Music has always been my favorite. When I was a kid, I would cut on the radio and I would just, I would just bounce in front of the radio. I just loved it. That's all you had back then was the radio. There were no TVs. (laughs) Well, we had TVs, too. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of music on the TV, brother. Right. We didn't have MTV. You didn't have no MTV VH1? No, 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 no. no. Anyway, so I always loved singing and music, and, and then I was saved, literally. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I saved at the age of 14, and it just transformed my life. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe that there was this whole world of music that I didn't know about. Yeah. And there was these incredible, edgy, I mean, on-the-edge praise and worship people, Bill and Gloria Gaither. The, the, and they, they, they were, were rocking the house. <laughs> yeah. And we got in trouble for singing that music. And uh, man, we were singing had, the Gaithers. Yeah, we got, we got. Uh, because he lives. You got in trouble for singing for actually singing it was, because he lives. It was get all excited is the one they hated. Get, get all, all excited, excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. And they would slam the doors and leave the church. And I mean, it was people left the church over it and everything over else. the Gaithers. And, and then we, we put. We've come a long way, haven't we? <laughs> then we got, we got satan's instrument itself on the stage drums yeah yeah I, I, yeah now that was in my time too where oh, oh man, drums. man anyway drums, so which always i was always interested because when, when i was coming up in church right we were part i mean like most baptist churches back in the 80s you sang your three hymns had a message you oh, went yeah. home but you would have during the service you'd have a special music you sing your three hymns and then right before the preacher got mm-hmm. to preach someone uh, had to sing had to sing a special music and half the times that person couldn't sing but they get there and try anyway <laughs> and they would do it right they would do it with an accompaniment track remember yeah. those oh, i remember put a, those put a tape in the tape player and on that comment track, there were all kinds of instruments, drums, including drums, bass, guitar. So, so and that, that was always wild to me that people would listen to the drums on accompaniment tracks mm-hmm. and it wouldn't bother them at all. But when they saw the drums actually in the sanctuary, it was a completely different. Oh, it, was. it just made no sense to me. Whatever. I was at the beginning of the worship wars. I, mean, I was really, right in the smack uh, dab middle of it, fighting them. And I, ne- I never was. I, I, I love hymns. Still this day, I love hymns. That doesn't change. 
but I like the other two. So, yeah. you know, I, I just said we cannot restrict this to only hymns, guys. That's yeah, I just told one you my story before of uh, one my way first worship. worship leadership job, or my first full-time job was in a church as a worship leader. And we went from one Sunday traditional to the next Sunday contemporary. Wow. That was bad. <laughs> it was really, really bad. I was so dumb. So, But I was 21 years old. I mean, your, and nobody gave me any good, any rate. Using it? your question, how did that work for you? It didn't at all. <laughs> it did not. Oh, we had to undo, undo a lot of damage after that Sunday. Oh, man. Well, but I, it was the pastor's idea. He wanted to do it, and I, I was dumb enough to follow his lead. But he, And he was a great guy. Yeah. But it was his first pastor. He only been pastor a couple of years. He, he neither said, one let's of us, do yeah, it. Neither one of us had a clue what we're doing. Neither one of us. It was it was wild. Wild, wild, wild. So now we come to today, and it is a blessing that we can come in and pretty much worship how we want yeah. with the style of music yeah. we want. And we have... I think for the most part, we've uh, kind of gotten, gotten past, past all those worship uh, wars yeah, yeah, things. Which is and, a blessing. I mean, I think there are still people obviously have preferences. Of course. prefer this over that. I have preferences. Have preferences so. I don't prefer the Gaithers, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I don't prefer them, but I like them. So, I mean, you just can't. Those, those, are, the, those are those golden oldie moments that you can't yeah, get over. But, I, my um, parents used to drag us every year to Charlotte, North Carolina for Jubilate. I went every year. You were there. I was, I was there, there as a kid. It was terrible. <laughs> it was like four hours of Gaither singing, bringing in the yep. new year. And like we can, we can celebrate the new year in a million different ways. And this is what we're doing. That's what we did every uh, year. And we would bring our whole church. Well, everybody that wanted to go in our church, we had a good time, but anyway, so here's the deal. Now we sing on Sunday mornings and we sing pretty much, like you said, what, what we want to sing. Uh, and uh, the question I think a lot of people have is, though, you know, the Word of God is supposed to be the most important thing we do, and it is. I mean, it is the most important thing, I think, that we, we center as, uh, ever since the Reformation, we center on the Word of God, and that's, that's uh, hugely important to what we do as growing as Christians. So the question then is, why are we singing on Sunday mornings, and maybe even why do we sing so much on Sunday yeah. mornings? So take it yeah, away, brother. Think what, what do you think? just the history of church, I mean, uh, singing has always been a part of who we are as a people of God. We, we have always sung during our worship services mm-hmm. ever since the early church. That's just been a part of it, right? But why? Why and why do we do it so much? Because mm-hmm. you think about coming to a service at Northwood, uh, we're going to spend, you know, what, 15, 20 minutes? Or Sometimes a little, a little bit, bit more, more, yeah. yeah. Singing, that's a lot of singing. And, and we all like music, but not a lot of us, maybe not all of us like to sing. Mm-hmm. I like singing. I mean, I'm a musician. All right, I play the piano. I've done it for years. So singing is not my favorite thing to do. I mean, I enjoy worship, but you know, I don't walk around singing all the time. I'm not a walking Disney musical. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, uh, you know, why do we do it so much? Mm-hmm. Why do we sing so much? Why is that such a, a cornerstone of what we do on Sunday mornings, right? And obviously, on Sunday mornings, we do believe that the the exposition of the Word of God is the most important element during a worship service and mm-hmm. we are we are lifting up Jesus through the the preaching and teaching of the word of God that God speaks to us through that but 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 there's there's something to be said for the uh, the musical worship the lifting up the name of God through song and we do a lot of it the question is why do we do so much mm-hmm. of it yeah I think uh, we're gonna try to answer that that's good I think it's gonna be interesting well um I think uh, there's four four things we can talk about today that's a good word thing. Uh, I, I tell my preaching students to never use that word. I know. I know that. Yeah. So you just I, used it. I know I did. Sorry. Anyway. How about let's try it this way. Four, four principles. Four reasons. Four, four reasons. Well, that's a lot better than things. Okay. It? Let's do four yeah. reasons. You, you just got an F in my preaching class for the day, Trey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> four reasons. I'm writing it down. R-E-A-S-O-N-S. Never use the word things. 
All right, we don't ever want to hear that, that again. We pops. sing so much on Sunday mornings. <laughs> Number one, we sing as an act of worship. We sing as an act of worship. Now, Trey, you know this like I do that um, worship isn't just singing. And 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 if you've been a part of a church for very long, you've heard a pastor say that. I'm sure. I'm sure that that we we sing as an act of worship, mm-hmm. but worship isn't just singing. Of course, it's not. Yeah. And what what we you know used to do back in the back in the olden days, right? We'd have the the worship time and then the preaching time, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's all worship. Everything exactly. we do on Sunday morning is directed towards uh, the exaltation of Jesus Christ. And so you think about, you know, as soon as you come on campus, we we are worshiping God together as a body of believers. Mm. What, what takes place in our small groups as we dedicate ourselves to encouraging each other, praying for one another, and discussing the Bible together, that's an act of worship, right? Mm-hmm. You come into the worship service, we... Um, just even in the way that we encourage each other and greet each other, uh, that's an act of worship as we uh, lift up the Lord in the way that we encounter each other, as we have conversations with each, with each other. When we pray in our worship service, that's obviously an act of worship. When we uh, preach the Bible, sing songs, sing whatever, when we um, uh, celebrate the ordinances, baptism, the Lord's Amen. Supper, uh, yep. those things are acts of worship. Mm-hmm. And so everything we do when we gather corporately is directed towards the exaltation of Christ. It is all uh, worship. But we, we uh, recognize that there is this uniqueness of singing, that it is an act of worship. Because as we sing, we are. We are lifting up the name of Jesus mm-hmm. through the songs that we sing. We are um, seeking him even as we sing. And so it is an act of worship. Now, uh, you, you know, Trey, the, what Paul says in Romans chapter 12, that the ultimate act of worship is what? Is uh, ser- service laying down your life? Oh, laying down your life on the altar. Yes. What really what worship is? It is, and you've probably heard preachers say this, right? It's that lifestyle. It, it mm-hmm. is laying our lives down before God and say, "Here I am. Take me, use me, all of me." Mm-hmm. That is worship. When we give our lives to Jesus Christ and say, "You use me however you want to," that is worship. And so, so what we don't want to do is we don't want to think of singing as the only act of worship. It, it is one act of worship, mm-hmm. but it is an important act of worship. When we sing, we are corporately coming together. And that's that's the beauty of, of singing is that when we sing, we're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. We're singing the same we're thing. We're singing the same song. Same. Every, I mean, you know, it, we're, 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 we're singing it, the same it, words. I mean, it's almost it, a picture of unity when you sing together. It is a picture. Together. That's exactly right. It is, it is. We're unifying in our songs around what we believe, and we're proclaiming it to God. This is what we believe about you. This is how we want to live in response to you. And so it is. It's a corporate act of worship that in a very real way unifies us around the truth. And and as we unify around the truth, we exalt God in the way that we lift up our voices mm-hmm. to him. So it, it is an act of worship. And so we do. We do a lot of it because it is a, is a good act of worship to our Lord that we can do together. And it's historical. I, I think it's biblical. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. everything we can go back, you know, go back to the, to the Psalms, which we're yeah. going to do in a minute, yeah. and just the, the impact that that had even on the children of Israel yeah. over and over again. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right, so number two, uh, not only do we sing as an act of worship, Scripture commands us to sing. So yeah. that's a command. Interesting. Yeah. You think Well, you think about uh, Scripture and just the different places uh, that that worship is, is, or excuse me, singing is mentioned. Obviously, if you go to the Psalms, right, that, that mm-hmm. in a lot of ways is the, the church's songbook. Right. Um, there's lots of passages of Scripture that call us to sing. You think about Psalm 96, sing to the Lord mm-hmm. a new song. A new or song. you think about Psalm 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. You Which know? is the first first scripture I ever memorized. Me too. Psalm 100. Like in kindergarten. Yeah. KJV. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't know why that's the first scripture kids memorize, but I it is. Enter into his gates yeah. with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Right? Um, so, so 
when you read through the Psalms, you obviously see lots of scriptures that encourage us to sing. You read through scripture, you see times where the Israelites sang. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was after a battle they had won or uh, whatever the case may be. You remember when um, they crossed the Red Sea? Mm-hmm. You have a song right after that. And so you see it. You think about when um, Mary uh, meets with, with Elizabeth. And she there's sings. The, she sings. And so That's you right. see examples of people singing throughout scripture. You see the command to do it in Psalms. And then you come over to places like a, a Ephesians 5 verse 19. It says, speak to one another in Psalms and hymns and mm-hmm. spiritual songs, singing and making music with your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for everything God the, uh, to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so even there, this idea that as the church, we sing, we come together, we sing. And again, it doesn't mean that we're a walking Disney musical, but mm-hmm. what it does remind us is that, man, why, why do you typically sing? Because there's joy in your heart. Because there's joy, yeah. right? Now, I know sometimes we sing songs in minor keys, uh, you know, but- Contemplative sort of Contemplative kind yeah. of stuff. But for the most part, man, we sing because we're happy. Mm-hmm. We sing because we have joy. I would say whenever we sing, like, uh, spontaneously, it's always because yeah. we're happy. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to yeah. sing a dirge. Yeah, right, you know, right, right. You know, you might sing a dirge, yeah. but it's not because that is spon- I mean, spontaneity singing, time. We'll get to this in a few minutes, but it is it is a, in part emotional, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, so, I mean, we sing because we're rejoicing about something. And if we believe that the God of all creation has changed us through Jesus Christ, our Lord, and he has given us a new heart and a new life, then we have a reason to yeah. sing. I mean, we really do. Yeah, uh, I, over and over again in my, again, going back to my early walk with Christ, the impact the music had on me was huge. And yeah. I chose to listen to music that would strengthen my theology, yeah. strengthen my beliefs, strengthen all that stuff. So I wasn't just listening to everything out there. Yeah. And so I did listen to a lot of hymns, but I listened to a lot of contemporary worship that also had a lot of that theology. My favorite band ever was Petra. Petra. And, uh, you know, they, they were always rock solid. They and were, they were just, and they were rockers. Yeah, they rock were rockers, solid rockers. And they nailed it every time. And yeah. they didn't back off. And it helped me. It actually helped form my theology, which yeah. is interesting uh, when you think about it. And I actually heard a pastor talk about how important our theology is when we learn it from music because it's things we never forget. So yeah. our theology does need to be correct in what we're singing. The reality is, right, and we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, the reality is, is you probably have more song lyrics memorized mm. than you do scripture verses. You do. You now, do. That's, that's probably not a good thing, that's but it's reality. It I mean, and it's not just Christian music. I mean, you can you can think about all the song lyrics you have memorized. Mm-hmm. Blame it on the rain. Yeah. Milly Vanilli. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody yeah, that doesn't has do a lot for me, but anyway, <laughs> girl, you know, it's true. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I miss you. I mean, I, I, I got, when I was like in seventh or eighth grade, I was a huge Millie Vanilli fan. I, I can still quote all those Millie Vanilli lyrics. Uh, really? But who were you really a fan of? Cause it wasn't Millie Vanilli. I had no idea, but I liked them. I thought they had whoever they were. <laughs> Whoever the real Millie, Millie Vanilli is, I'm a fan. That has some great music. Yeah, very catchy. Yeah, it's catchy stuff. Yeah. For some of you, it's Garth Brooks. You, you mean the thunder rolls every day in your house, and you can <laughs> quote the lyrics. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but that's the way it goes. Uh, every one of us have, my, my wife, she likes Alabama. And she, uh-huh. Did you know Alabama's coming to North Charleston? No, Their I didn't. 50th anniversary wow. tour or something like that. Oh, she wants to go cool. see Alabama at the North. I'm like, last thing I want to do is go watch a bunch of old guys sing. <laughs> 
That's the worst thing. See, I can go. I can go watch pops anytime yeah. I want to. Roll on eighteen wheeler. Roll on. That's just not my thing, you know. But 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 we all have those songs that we learn mm-hmm. from the radio, from childhood, A B C D E F G. You know, whatever the case may be, these songs that have stuck with us over the years because that's just the way that music works. Mm-hmm. I mean, it gets embedded into your heart and your mind and your soul. Uh, I think we've gotten a little bit off track, but the, but Scripture commands us to sing, and that leads us right into the next reason why we sing. And that's number uh, three: singing engages, engages the, the mind. mind. Yeah. And that's why you're able to quote lyrics mm-hmm. because something happened in your brain. Those songs got ingrained in your mind. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're, you're like me, when you were a kid, you were singing these songs, um, blaming on the rain, right? Or girl, I'm going to miss you or whatever the case may be. Or girl, you know, it's true. Ooh, 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 I love you. Whatever it is, you were singing those songs. You know what they meant. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time I had no clue. I mean, yeah, right? You th- especially if you're growing up in, in the 80s like I was. you know, it had a good beat and you could dance yeah, to it. It yeah, was all right. You know, nine, 10-year-old boy, I was hearing this stuff on the radio. I didn't know, have a clue what it meant. I knew all the lyrics, but I didn't know what these songs meant. Then I became an adult. It's like, oh, I probably should have been singing that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's not such a good song, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, Marvin Gaye stuff wasn't good to sing at eight years old, you no. know? I mean, so, I mean, uh, so yeah. But but it does. Those, those musical lyrics, they just get embedded in your heart and your mind. And so you think about it, music, it really does engage the mind. Mm-hmm. That's why it is important that we sing songs that are theologically true because mm-hmm. you want to sing, especially in the context of corporate worship when we're singing together, you want to sing songs that uh, are true about God. Mm-hmm. Now, there's all kinds of conversations because I know over the years there have been songs written that um, are good songs and use phrases that we might think, huh, is that the best phrase to sing? Remember when, um, when I... When Stacy and I, we were visiting Augusta, which is when we had first gotten married. We came back to Augusta to visit my parents, and um, we were still living in New Orleans. And it was, you know, it must have been 2008 or 2009. We got married in 2008. Yeah, so it was sometime in 2008. So that was three years after Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, you know, even three years after Hurricane Katrina, a lot of that stuff was still fresh. Right. Because it took us a year or so of just to get back was. to normal. And then, yeah. you know, just thinking about these things. I mean, um, and so we went to a church in, in Augusta and they, they sang that new Crowder song. Uh, the one about the sloppy wet kiss. Uh, David Crowder wasn't the one that actually wrote yeah. it first. It was somebody else. It but they sang that John song. John Mark first. McMillan. Yeah, but 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 that phrase "sloppy wet kiss" just was controversial. Up. But honestly, on that sa- that Sunday that we sang that song, it wasn't the phrase "sloppy wet kiss" that threw me off. I mean, yeah, that, I think that's a kind of a weird phrase. And I, uh, let's, be, let's be, be honest. I mean, just kind of singing about God's sloppy wet kiss. I mean, that's not what I was singing with my grandma. But so that is a weird phrase. But the, the phrase that got me was, your love's like a hurricane. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we, we, we just... Nobody well, thought about that phrase. Whether it was Hugo, phrase, whether yeah. it was Katrina. But, 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 you, know. but you know, I was in that worship service thinking, okay, I just went through Hurricane Katrina a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I went through a Cat 5 hurricane. Mm. It was destructive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, that, that phrase, it wasn't the sloppy wet kiss phrase that threw mm. me off. It was the, you know, God's love is like a hurricane. But, you know, here I am. You know, I'm a musician. Uh, you know, I read the Psalms. I read poetry. Yeah, I, I understand metaphor, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and that's the thing about music is that music and poetry, it is heavy mm-hmm. in metaphor. And so when we sing, we're, we're not, you know, when you think about Paul writing the epistles, mm-hmm. he writes a lot differently than David does when he's writing the Psalms. Of course. The Psalms are heavy in metaphor. The prophets, when you read the prophets, oh boy, are they? they're heavy in metaphor. And you're, and if you, and if you read them, you're like, wow, 
the way that the prophets describe God and his wrath and what he's going to do. But a lot of that stuff is, is metaphor, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so when you, you think about singing, um, it is highly metaphorical. And so, so I understand uh, the phrase, what the author intended when he said that God's love is like a hurricane, right? It's consuming, it's fierce, it's, mm-hmm. it's that kind of thing. And I get that. And some of these other controversial phrases, when you think in the context of metaphor, um, you know, you begin to understand where the author was coming from a little bit. So, so just understanding that what we need to sing, I mean, music is, is lyrical, there's metaphor, there's poetry and all those things, but still even within that metaphor, we want to make sure that we're singing things that are theologically true and accurate because we're going to remember those things. And we want those things that we remember uh, to be so, true and honoring of God. So really it's not, it's not a bad thing to sit down and say, okay, what does this mean? Or is this what I should be singing? I mean, Trey Rhodes is the guy that changes the lyrics. I yeah, mean, I do. Yeah. When, when I don't like that lyric, I like the song. I just change the lyric when I yeah. sing it. I just literally change it. Uh, so, you know, uh, the bottom yeah, line is a lot of the songwriters are not theologians. You know, they've heard a sermon and they write something after that well, sort that's of thing. We have to be careful. Yeah, right? well, yeah. We have to be careful of what we're singing. We have to do a better job. I mean, I think even as a pastor, I have to do a better job of leading our people to think better about the songs we're doing and make better song selections, those kind of things. So I think, you know, um, you know, we can always do better in the way that we sing and, and, and kind of look at the lyrics of the songs we're singing because they do really engage the mind. And we yeah, want, I was going to say, because but, but, we do remember them. But let's, but let's think about this too, though. I mean, just while we're on the subject. Yeah. I mean, um, there, there's always, you know, the tendency to want to go to extremes. Mm-hmm. Well, that song didn't have the best lyrics. And so what we should do now is just sing all, all hymns mm. because all hymns are superior. They have better lyrics. But they're not. They're not. <laughs> they we can, have we their can, issues We can too. walk to the yes. Baptist hymnal and I can show you example after example after example after example after example after example. Yes. Of hymns that have poor theology. Yes, of right. course. So, so on both sides, whether it's contemporary worship or hymnody, there are plenty of examples of songs that get it wrong. Mm. And on both sides, in, in the on the contemporary side and on the hymn side, there are plenty of examples of songs that get it right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so so you know, it's it's really learning how to take the best of both and 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 singing those things and and you know and um. And then, then, then some people will say, well, let's just sing the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds good. And I agree. Like, we need to sing more of scripture. And by the way, but there's metaphor in scripture conti- too. <laughs> that's your yeah. thing. Whoa, that's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say is that contemporary worship does. A lot of it does. Uh, pull, pulls a on a lot does. of the Psalms, which it yeah. wasn't doing when I was growing up. Yeah. We didn't sing the yeah. Psalms, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. The bottom line is, is that as we sing, just being aware that, you know, singing really does engage the mind. Mm-hmm. And so because it does, we do need to think carefully about the songs that we're singing mm-hmm. uh, to the Lord, that they do really do reflect who God is. Amen. And understanding Amen. too, well, and this gets into the next point. So go ahead and do the next one. All right. And then point, so we sing as an act of worship. Scripture commands us to sing. Singing engages the mind. And fourth, singing engages the heart. Yeah. And so that's when we get into this idea of metaphor, right? That, that, that music is emotional. And when you're, when you, when you, when you sing, you're, you're saying things to God in a poetic type of way. And it, and it really does. It mm-hmm. not only engages the mind, the way we think and the way we think about God, it's, it's moving. Mm, very moving. It engages the heart. I mean, and you think about it. Okay. So, so think about this. Um, music, music is a good tool to use to teach stuff. Mm. Right. Yeah. You learn the alphabet through a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's probably lots of things you learn through through songs. I use you know? I use it for scripture memory, for, and then and you can find Bible apps that um, that have songs of scriptures on them to help you memorize uh, different passages of scripture. I actually, so, have made up songs, or, or you make your own songs yeah, up because you're such them, yeah. a. 
great composer over there. No, Pops. it's terrible, but it helps me. It's all it's terrible music. <laughs> but we do, but we do use um, music as mm-hmm. a teaching tool. Mm-hmm. But here's a question, Pops, and I've been thinking about this: um, Is the ultimate goal of music to teach people? I don't think so. No, it's not. It music can be is a great tool to use to teach. We mm-hmm. want to use music mm-hmm. to teach right theology. But music, I mean, it, I, th- I think, you know, God created music just for us to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That was part of the enjoyment. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy all yeah, things. I mean, I mean, music expresses creativity, right? It, it is it is right brain kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It, it is emotional and it engages uh, your heart. It, it helps you express creativity. It, it is meant, music is meant to enjoy. It is something we can delight in. Mm-hmm. And so, so we want to sing theological truth and we want to, to teach our congregations well uh, through the way that we sing. We want to sing songs that honor the Lord and that are faithful to what his word teaches about him. All that's true. But, but at the same time, ain't nothing wrong with singing a song that, that makes you want to clap your hands and stomp your feet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? There, there's nothing wrong with a, a singing a song that, that, you know, you can feel it in your heart. Oh man. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That just, it just moves you. That makes you want to cry maybe, or lift your hands or whatever the case may be. That that's good. And I, and I, I think, I mean, God's designed it that way. God, God, God does not want us to be just old, you know, buddy duddies who are sitting and just kind of unmoved. Mm-hmm. Right. I think God gave us music because he wants to move our hearts and mm-hmm. our souls. There, there's nothing wrong with our emotions being engaged. Now with that said, right. Um, you know, we don't want to let emotions control us mm-hmm. or emotions control our worship. We want our worship to be controlled by the spirit of God. And so if, if we're letting the spirit of God lead us in the way that we worship, then it is going to engage the heart, mind, and soul, right? But there is this part of, of music, obviously, a big part. Because I, I think, you know, the reason why God created music is just so we can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's just, just to show off his creativity and, and his ability to, um, you know, to, to allow us to enjoy who he is. It's such a beautiful thing. The first time I ever came to Northwood, my son was in the praise band here and uh, he was playing. And anyway, all of a sudden I'm just overwhelmed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why it was. I don't even remember the song was. I was just overwhelmed with the yeah. goodness and the grace and the power of God. And I just began to weep like a baby yeah. the first time I was here. And uh, I got to tell you that that those type of things are because obviously I remember it and that's been six, seven years ago that happened. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm saying is to connect emotions to our music, yeah. it, it can be a very good yeah, thing because it, it reminds us of the goodness and the right, power right, and the right, grace and all right. those things that God is. Some of my favorite music is classical music. I was classically trained as a musician, you know, you know played everything from Bach to Chopin to Mozart mm-hmm. and Beethoven, everything in between. And my favorite musical compositions are by a Russian composer named Rachmaninoff. Mm. These are very famous piano yeah. concertos. Yes. His piano concerto number two and piano concerto number three are just for me the like the high point of musical composition. They're 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 long pieces. They're loud pieces. They're expressive. Uh, he he wrote at the uh, height of what's called the ro- romantic period of music. Okay, um, and so. Um, any rate, when you listen to these things, you can't help but to be moved. And there's no lyrics. Mm, mm. So Rachmaninoff did not write those piano concertos to teach me anything. I have right? actually watched. He wrote those things just to move people. I, I have watched opera on TV. Yeah. Opera's and terrible. very emotional for no reason because <laughs> yeah. I don't understand a word they're saying. Right. You know, it's in 
Italian or something yeah, else. It's, and, it's really strange yeah, at yeah. that moment when that happens to you. But that's very the nature of moment. music. The mm-hmm. na- music is, is something that does move us. And we, we should not be um, hesitant to let music move us emotionally. It is okay to sing a song to the Lord in praise that engages your mind and also engages your heart. That's mm-hmm. part of it. Amen. So I enjoy it. I enjoy it when we sing a song in worship and people lift their hands in praise or whatever the case may be. It's, it's good to be moved by the music that we're singing that points us to the Savior who is God over our emotions. Amen. It's good. So when when somebody gets to church this week, what what sir and I'm serious about this. What what would be a good way to engage what we've talked about this morning? Uh, you know, I think people are a little, my humble opinion, yeah. but I think accurate. People are a little too reserved. Yeah, yeah. They just stand there with their arms crossed, and yeah. I don't think they're being mean. They're just don't know what to do. Yeah. So how can we engage ourselves if well, this is a big part of what mouth. we do? Yes, yeah, just start with opening your mouth. When okay. we when we when we sing, sing. Yeah. Even if you don't know the song and we sing songs, I know that sometimes are unfamiliar. We sing new songs on a fairly regular basis, but, but give it your best shot and mm-hmm. think about the things that you're singing, you know, and, and, and I think what's helpful is as you're reflecting, as you're on a song that we're singing, just take a moment and, and make it a prayer to God and be praying in your mind as you're singing through those lyrics. I, like I think that. that's really, really I helpful. Like that, yeah. Right. But, but the point, you know, is as we worship together, we're, we're, we're not focusing so much on, do I like this song or do I not like this song? We're focusing on God, mm-hmm. the God we're singing about. And so letting your mind and heart focus on God as you think sing is just hugely important. Mm-hmm. Uh, often when we sing about the cross, I mean, to me, that is, oh, yeah. that's like the pinnacle. Yeah, absolutely. And I see Jesus on the cross yeah, absolutely. in my little visual mind. Yeah. And those type of things help me to really uh, center in on what we're talking about, yeah. why we're singing what yeah. we're singing. So, well, Pastor, this has been really good. I think it's a great, I think it's actually a refreshing thing to hear yeah. because people don't really think these things through yeah. and, and the reason why we do what we do. So as we uh, continue to consider these things, why don't you close us out and get us ready for next week? We do hope today's been helpful for you. And if it has, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. If you don't mind, leave us a five-star review. That helps get the word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.